0: Act three, Bunny! Act three! Act three! Yes, Bunny, my friend. It is time once again for all of us at the Pope on Film Podcast to slowly, casually mosey on down to the third and final act. And for the uninitiated out there, the third and final act of the show is when we finally and eventually get around to discussing our low-fat, high-fiber, and now-made-with-real-lamb's-blood movie of the week! And this week, record scratch, freeze, yeah, that's me, and my life is pretty crazy. Let me catch (laughs) feed, caption, three weeks earlier. Yes, in an effort to reach every corner of Fred Willard's career, we are discussing the 2006 indie comedy without laughs, I'll believe you! The best part is it leaves itself open for a sequel. I believe you too. Believe harder. Yeah. Very excited about that. But before we get to this box office juggernaut, uh, let's check in on the Fred Willometer to see just how much Fred Willard is in this movie. For those of you out there who aren't in the know, we are doing an entire summer of films featuring recently deceased character actor fred willard and this is one of those movies and it was difficult to find but i found it the reason it was difficult to find is because i think outside of a small town in florida no one has fucking seen this goddamn movie yeah
1: i i I can't pick on it too i i gotta give it like a solid c it's
0: like a it's like a it's It's like a, it feels like a student film, you know, like a, like a small time indie film. Yeah. With zero.
1: And everybody who was out of work at the time. Yeah.
0: But, uh, Fred Willard pops up five minutes into the film as the boss of an AM radio station. And Fred Willard is always really great as the clueless authority figure or the out of touch boss. And this is a part for him. He's funny as the boss who takes things out of the office. But is it worth it to sit through this movie to see Fred Willard's like three or four scenes? Not sure about that, but I, I this, this movie was like, okay, this is going to be cute, I guess, but I swear at the end of the movie, I was pacing the house just waiting for it to end. I my lava. You know, I I was considering gnawing made, my own foot out. I mean my watermelon.
1: Okay, eat your watermelon, Eleanor. Well, I was I, at that point. I was at that same point. I was having a good time, to, to put pointing out all of the time travel plot holes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh. It,
0: Fred Willard does the best he can with his very small role and he's fine in it. I also liked Mo Rocca yeah. as like the scientist who comes in on the AM radio station and ends up just talking at length about the people who picked on him when he was in school. <laughs> I like that. I like... Uh, so let me tell you what this movie is about this movie is about a man who won't give up his dying uh, job and like your 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 career is a dying field why don't you go sell hoses with your brother you son of a bitch that's he's making good money did you see
1: your brother's pool Go
0: sell hoses, you piece of shit. It's fucking AM radio.
1: And he he decided that this was going to be his life at the age of six years old. I wanted to be Speed Racer or Batman.
0: And he's like... That was
1: my career future.
0: And he's like, hey, be sure to listen to the show tonight. Your show's at one in the fucking morning on a goddamn (laughs) AM radio station. Fuck you! <laughs> I'm not gonna stay up. I'm not gonna stay up and listen to tonight's show because I am a fucking teacher. You can see me here teaching class. I'm not gonna stay up until like two AM to listen to your AM radio station, Art Bell, motherfucker. So bunny, um how much did you love this movie on a scale from nine and a half to ten? How much did you love this movie?
1: Uh, I would go like 9.6 Okay bunny,
0: would you be shocked to learn that the writer/ director of this film co-hosted a radio show and surprise of surprises, the show was cancelled and so he turned his experience into a lame duck indie movie. <laughs> Um, It's fairly obvious that, whatever, that in my mind at least, this movie was made primarily with favors owed. Yeah. Oh, then, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then maybe he had a budget, but whatever budget he had went into mid card names.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: So, uh, Chris Mo-
1: Elliott, Mo Rocca, uh-
0: Ed helms. ed helms
1: uh patrick warburton patrick warburton well you know he had a bigger part yeah
0: also uh as like the sister who ran some sort of a cult but they never really talked about it uh snl's siobhan fallon
1: yeah yeah i'm not yeah. familiar with her Uh, Yeah, but I yeah, but she, but she, it looks like a very Ramtha esque cult. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And and our boy Fred Willard, and our boy Fred Willard. So so, Bunny, um, because no one has seen this film, help me out with the plot, if you will. You do that. I'm gonna let the cat out. So
1: so, let everyone know the amazing plot of this wonderful film. So the main dude is a radio show talk... A radio show talk host, whatever. He has a show on, I, I, I Believe You. So you can call up with your strange accounts, Bigfoot, aliens, anything like that. Um, and a woman... He And we established straight off that he doesn't get any new callers. They're all just regular callers that call in all the fucking time. So Rhonda calls in saying that she's seen an alien, but... She's, he's talked to Rhonda like a million times. So like he's running this show and he doesn't even believe the shit, you know? So I don't even get why he's running this fucking show. Yeah. um, Now his show is tanking and to try to get ratings, he's going to investigate and put it on the radio looking for Rhonda's UFO and, Hilarity doesn't ensue. <laughs> okay. Hilarity
0: does not ensue. No, that is true.
1: A, chup, a couple of chuckles ensued. Oh, then, yeah. he, then he finds a time traveler. Yeah. That's that's um, basically it.
0: There are no movie reviews for this film. Wow. So then I said, okay, I'll go on Rotten Tomatoes. I'll find some reviews. Nothing. Okay. Nothing. i Not have a Rotten Tomatoes score. So then I said, okay, how about this? I'm going to look for the movie on Amazon. Okay. They'll be there. And they are and uh, like, customer reviews, but... Like that—that that doesn't count. But there's no articles about this in a local newspaper. No Rotten Tomato scores. Couldn't find any reviews. Nothing, as far as I can tell. This played at at um, what was the name of the town that they were in? Melbourne, Florida. Melbourne, Florida. Okay, so it played at the Melbourne Film Festival in yeah. Melbourne, Florida, and maybe a theater or two but other than that that was it and the movie sort of disappeared um but so there's, so there's no in there's hardly any information at all about this movie but I found a connection okay I looked up the director he's he's a guy named Paul Francis Sullivan and he's usually a tv producer he produced the Bonnie Hunt show which was apparently a thing and uh a history channel show called Axemen, which I'm assuming is about men who fuck axes. Or a lumberjack. Yeah. Get yeah. Handle, and a bunch of other stuff. Apparently people are still out there giving Dennis Miller TV shows. So, like Some Dennis Miller show. But he was one of the original field producers for a small-time TV show called the daily show okay that was his first big thing was like oh hey we're that doing makes this a show. lot of sense yeah we're doing the show and it's called the daily show and he was one of the original people working on the show when it first started and and so that's how he with got that edit. with
1: that first fucking blonde-headed guy yeah when it completely yeah. sucked
0: yeah and he would do uh he would do uh like a Craig Kilborn, five, five Questions, I think? Yes. Is what he, would do. he would ask people questions, and I always liked that, because he would always play, like, the Five Questions theme was a uh, scene from Rickio, the story of Ricky. <laughs> I always thought that that was fascinating, like, oh man, that's Rickio, the story of Ricky. Um. So anyway, that's how we got Ed Helms and Mo Rock and people like that, yeah. so... Beyond that, be, beyond this movie being based on the writer-director's failed radio show, I've got nothing about this movie. I got no information whatsoever. <laughs> but I, it felt like some primitive student film, never written a script before, primitive sort of shit. You know? Like, I hated the narration.
1: It, it had no... Like, I would still give this, like, airport movie standing. Like, it's not horrible, but nothing brings it to life.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And we're kind of going through the motions. And and at it times, feels very self-aware of itself.
0: At times, it really did feel like... uh. Holy shit, I didn't know the guy who made Birdemic made a comedy. Sometimes it felt like that, but that's mainly because the star of the film is just... um, To use a phrase from the film, The Fantastic Mr. Fox, the star of the movie is a wet sandwich. (laughs) He's just a wet sandwich. Yeah. He's not a great actor. He's like, there's no reason to care about this man. Uh Uh-huh. You know? It's just...
1: And he was just, in general, kind of a dick. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, he loved this radio show, but, like, hated his fans, kind of? Yeah. Until he needed them to get some money. Yeah. And save his show and shit. Yeah,
0: and then at the center of the film is like this mystery. And it's like, oh, this person who calls in at the same time for every show, is is he an alien? Is he not an alien? And then finally the person who calls shows up and it's Putty from Seinfeld. <laughs> And and then the mystery is oh wait is he an alien is he not an alien is he a time traver- traveler is he not a time traveler will Dale finally get into the hose selling business Yeah But by the time you get to the truth behind the mystery it's like oh this okay why why <laughs> should i care like the thing that pissed me off the most about this film was like like I don't like this film I, I think it's pretty shit uh and it was an accident you guys were just roughhousing no he was literally trying to make me do something that I didn't want to do okay okay uh, eleanor leave maxwell alone okay no stop chasing him stop it okay leave him alone if you want to keep chasing him, that's fine. But I'm going to remove one of your toes. <laughs> okay? Being serious about this. I got I to gotta be strict, but I'm not I'm not unfair. I will let you pick the toe. Eleanor, stop chasing him.
1: But first you have to put up a Twitter poll for what toe. Yeah.
0: The thing that pissed me off the most was that I don't like this movie. I don't like this movie at all. But right at the end of the film, they used a song from the band The Eels. Yeah. And I was so pissed off because, like, damn it, I saw them in concert. How dare you use this music? (laughs) Son of a bitch using this goddamn song. (laughs) Last 15 minutes, I was considering gnawing my own foot off to like escape yeah and then they played an eel song and i was like you son of a bitch (laughs) how dare you you do not deserve to use this song saw him in concert you bastard you are a bastard man
1: so many of the scientific leaps just had me screaming you know you You don't know it's a date just because we put a date there on one of our fucking plaques, yeah, yeah, I mean it's not it's not like uniform or anything like that that we always put the date at the very bottom of a plaque, yeah, yeah, you could put it at the top, you could put it in the middle, you could put it wherever the fuck you want, so. It looks like a date and he's got a date on a plaque on a plaque, therefore that's a date on this tablet thing. No, it doesn't work like that. And the scientist was a pussy. Yeah. For letting him think that. She should have yeah. bitch slapped him. With science. <laughs> I'm going to bitch slap you with science.
0: <laughs> that's pretty great. That is, that's pretty great. That's my takeaway from this episode. That and how gross it would be to go to the
1: bathroom backwards. Yes. Thank you for that. Thank you for know. putting that in. The
0: yeah.
1: Uh, but now consider, consider you send this message with your whole plan into the future and you build a, a, a model of a time machine device. And you've sent them all your notes, you sent them all your calculations, and then you bury this. And the guy who's helping you bury it dents it with a shovel. So these people, far in the future, are smart enough to figure out how to build the time machine from your designs and your calculations. And they think the the dent in it was part of the design? Yeah. 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 um, They weren't smart enough to look and say, I think somebody hit it with the shovel. I also don't think that
0: it's safe to get someone from 2006 and just go, hey, I'm a time traveler. Want to come with me? (laughs) No, that's not good. Yeah. You can't just go back to the past and pick people up. Like, what is this, Bill and Ted's? Like, you can't do that. Yeah.
1: And he has to get this message into the future so that they start coming back. But they're already in the future. So you've already sent it. They're already coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Just you. I mean, that's part of the problem with time travel. Just your intentionality can affect somebody coming back in time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so, and then the whole time loop of like, okay, so Putty from Seinfeld went back to find the plaque and the plaque wasn't there, but then he realized that he was the one who was bringing the plaque there from the future. But it's like, where did you get the, you got the plaque from yourself. Yeah. In the, and brought it back so you could put the plaque there for you to get. Yeah. So you left the plaque there for you. Like, like I, I, I can't, I can't I can't comprehend that.
1: Yeah. You know what? Next time, just leave a fucking note. Okay? A note would be yeah. so much in- easier to figure out than this plaque yeah. shit.
0: And I also think that a, a large portion of this uh, movie is just fan service for the writer director who was like, yeah, I had a radio show and they canceled it. And so I'm making a movie about a radio show host who saves the future. And in the future, they love his radio show. Yeah. <laughs> OK, I'm going to write a movie about a bookseller. Uh huh saves the planet from dragons because of his knowledge of kids books. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure, that's going to be real cathartic for me. <laughs> so at f- my my original plan was, okay, let's get some of the bad movies out of the way. So we'll do this weird alien movie without aliens. And then after that, we can move on to Airbud the Airbud movie where the dog is a wrestler.
1: Okay.
0: But I really did not like this week's movie. I'll believe you. So I'm just pulling the trigger because I really didn't like this movie. Really really didn't like this movie at all. So to make us feel better, okay. From film. Next week, we're just doing it. We're pulling the trigger. Next week, we're doing Waiting for Guffman! Okay. Waiting, Waiting for Guffman. It. Yeah. If, if anyone out there wants my respect and love and affection, all you have to do is just come up to me and say... It's the day of the show, y'all. Either that or I'll always have a home at the Dairy Queen. I I had a smoking fetish for a small period in time because of, of Parker Posey smoking and waiting for Guffman. Yeah. Like that did it for me. <laughs> when I was in like high school and college, like like seeing her just there, just I don't know, get a coke. People come get a coke if they're thirsty. Like like that did it for me.
1: See now, she's she's one of those people to me. I really want to see her make it. You know. Yeah, yeah. I really want to see Parker Posey get to a Doogie Howser level yes you know yeah same yeah yeah
0: um so next week we're doing waiting for guffman it is available right now on the shared cough cough uh so that's next week next week we will also be talking about my little ponies and nazis okay there's a lot of my little pony fans that are also nazis this is God. a thing in society. And it's like, hey, I love my little ponies. Here's my Hitler, my little pony. He hates Jews. That's an actual thing. And we're gonna talk about it.
1: Man, I, I, I thought I thought I had reached my limit with the furry Nazis.
0: Yeah, no, my little pony Nazis. There's My
1: Little Pony Nazis.
0: Yeah, bro Nazis. Yeah, that's a thing. So we're going to do that next week. But now that I'm looking back at this episode, the highs and the
1: lows,
0: I got to say, I think this has been a pretty good episode of the podcast.
1: This has been a damn good episode of the podcast.
0: I I feel the same way. I didn't want to step on any toes. But yes, I concur. with Your assessment. Good to serve.
1: So until next week, I am Bunny Williams. And I am Reverend Steve,
0: and on behalf of Natasha and Eleanor and Maxwell and everybody else, I just want to say thanks for listening. And we will see you next week, you godless heathens. Nothing. We're good. We're good. Do, 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 do,